jasoncharles.net. Deep talk, deep sounds. I've got so much work to do. This is Pieces of Work on jasoncharles.net. This is Jason Charles for Pieces of Work on jasoncharles.net. This is a very special episode of our talk show series where we hear from interesting subjects and unusual suspects talking about their professions and the work they love to do. For this special episode of Pieces of Work, for the first time we have two guests who we'll meet in a moment. I'm very excited. I'm here at the Hair Salon Suite 303 at 7 Bond Street in downtown New York which has an amazing history. We'll get to that. It was originally located in the Chelsea Hotel, and we'll get all the details later. First, I would like our two special guests to introduce themselves and tell us what they do. So my name is Katie Murphy. I'm Irish. I moved here three and a half years ago and started working at Suite 303 a year ago. I'm the creative director and I do color and cutting and everything else. <laughs> I do everything. Hi, I'm Heather Ritchie, and I've been at Suite 303 for going on 14 years. It's the only salon I've ever worked at. I live in Brooklyn, and yeah, I'm very excited to chat about hair. Okay, so tell me first, when people say, what do you do? Do you say, I'm a hairstylist? Would you say, I do hair? Like, how do you normally... I feel like when I say, oh, my hairstylist, it's a little, like, old-fashioned or something, you know? Well, it's funny, because sometimes I think hairdresser sounds old-fashioned, and hairstylist sounds more modern, but every once in a while, I really like calling myself a hairdresser, because... Me too. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. (laughs) Because I cut, I color, you know, I think when people hear hairstylist, sometimes they just think that you do hair for... You're just styling or something. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. But I do, like, it's old school, hairdresser. Yeah, yeah, there's something kind of fun about it. <laughs> right. Do you consider yourself more of a cut you know, specialist or a color specialist, either one? Um, I love both. And I think it would be a lot of salons make you choose whether you cut or color. This is why um, Sweet 303 is, is special, because almost everybody here does color and cut. We do a lot of men, too. So it makes it... Um, your day very versatile, which I love. So Mm -hmm. I could be doing highlights and a men's cut and color. And it's, it's so fun because you're not, you never get bored. Yeah. I did work for Tony and Guy for a while and I did, it was only a year, but I did specialize in just color and I missed cutting so much. I couldn't just pick one. I have to do two. Yeah. Before we get into that, tell me a little more about Sweet 303, like the history of April Barton, the owner and creator Uh well april's been she was in the chelsea hotel for 18 years before we moved here so the chelsea hotel was sold so for two years while it was kind of under construction we were still in the hotel and april put out sort of a a wide blanket question to all the people she knew and said where do you think we should go and three different people that don't know each other told her about Salima. 
and said, we think this space would be amazing for you guys to move into. So that's how we wound up down here. And Salima is the optical shop in the front, right? Mm -hmm. She owns the space. The back was open? Was it empty? It was a coffee shop. And before that, it was a hair salon. So how did you end up working for April? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was bartending and acting. And I was working at this club called Pangea. And a friend of mine named Shu called me up one day and said, Heather, what are you doing in June? Come up with a kick-ass cocktail for 42 Below and I'll send you to New Zealand for a cocktail competition. So on the plane from LA to Auckland, I sat next to this woman, Melissa, who was also going for the cocktail competition. And we became very good friends. And sometime during that week, I said, I think I'm going to go to hair school. And she said, oh my God, when we get back to New York, you have to meet my cousin April. She has the most amazing salon in the Chelsea Hotel. So we got back and we went out one night to Bungalow 8 and April cornered me and she said, why do you want to be a hairstylist? I have no idea what I told her at the time, but I did, when I was in college, I did have a roommate who had a hair salon in our apartment. So maybe that probably had some influence on it. So she said, go to hair school. I want you when you're done. So six months later, I went to hair school. And eight months after that, I started working for April. And that was almost 14 years ago. Wow, that's amazing. And then Katie, how did you end up at Sweet 303? So the last salon that I worked in, uh, it closed all of a sudden. I mean, we were told on the Tuesday and by the Saturday, it was the doors were locked. So it was, yeah, it was a bit of a shock, but there used to be a manager there that knew April. She, I think they went to the same gym together or something, Uh, or she worked at the gym that April went to, and she said, she told me, get in touch with April, and I'd been interviewing around other salons, and I came in here and immediately just knew there was something really special about it, and something really special about April and Heather and just the whole vibe. It felt at home, like uh, totally at home here. Yeah. Yeah. Katie's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) We went out for a glass of wine two days after she started working here and basically vomited our whole life (laughs) stories and became really good friends ever since. (laughs) Seems to be pretty common here that everybody sort of meets April somehow. It's not like a normal trajectory. No, it's a really special place to work because we are a family. There's no... We support each other so much, yeah. yeah. There's we no cattiness here. It's fair. It, we're a family, and mm. almost everybody who works here also kind of has outside interest, and they kind of bring it into the salon, and it, it's a really beautiful place. It's a very creative space to mm-hmm. be in as well, yeah. Cool. Did you always want to be a stylist as a kid? Um, or? I mean, I started when I was 15, so I feel like it chose me. <laughs> well, actually, a friend of mine was... I was 15, and she was working in a hair salon that was just five minutes from my house and she said why don't you come and work on Saturdays and we can kind of hang out at the same time and so I did I got the job and two weeks later she quit and then I stayed on and that was that I, I just loved it yeah and you worked at other salons just before. one other salon here one. yeah but it was a strange transition initially I thought I'd have to do the whole training here because you need a license in New York you don't at home and I thought I was going to have to pay 20 grand to do this training and get my license. But somewhere along the lines in a really small print, I read, and it took me a year to find this, 
I read that if you had been hairdressing for more than five years outside of New York and could prove it, they would waiver the whole fee and you don't have to, they just give you your license. Nice. <laughs> Good, lucky for you. Yeah. And then Heather, you mentioned that you went to beauty school. So tell me a little bit about beauty school. Like, what is it like? It <laughs> was probably a while ago, but maybe it's changed, maybe not. Um, well, I think I picked a pretty great school as far as beauty schools go, because I went to Aveda. And they do a very thorough job of teaching you about color and the foundations of color. So when I got out of beauty school, I had that under my belt, which is very important to understand the chemistry of, of color. But you really learn once you finish school and you're actually in a salon and you learn from other stylists and you get training in the salon. And you Also, know, like when you're faced with just different people's hair on a daily basis and yeah. you have to treat each different person differently, their hair needs, and you have to just be able to figure that out. Yeah. And hair is not an exact science. Like you could take 10 different hairstylists and have one head of hair and they may do 10 different ways to get to the exact same result. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, actually, I'm going to jump ahead a little because I was going to say that I've always thought of hairstylists as artists, you know, just like a dancer or a painter or any kind of visual artist. We agree. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) and some say scientists too (laughs) right well at the same time it's also a trade so Mm -hmm. it makes it different Mm -hmm. from just being an artist so Mm -hmm. how do you feel about that do you think it's true why is it different yeah I mean it's a it is a trade I mean it's a craft you have to learn it and what's so beautiful about it and and I know you didn't mean this as as a trade (laughs) this way but what is beautiful about what we do is we actually can trade Mm-hmm. So we barter a lot mm-hmm. with people, um, not not here in the salon, but, you know, done over the years, like you meet a massage therapist and you trade a massage for hair. And I've actually bartered <laughs> for art as well. And yeah. I think April yeah. does that too. I right? just recently did that for a painting. So mm. it's pretty amazing. Well, and also you can pick up and move pretty much anywhere. Anywhere, Like yeah. other professions and other people. Like mm-hmm. you, can, you can cut hair in you know, Iowa, and you can cut hair in India. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. You mm-hmm. can go anywhere. You can also cut on the beach and yeah. on the street. <laughs> as long as you have pressers, you can cut anywhere. <laughs> I've been with April many times when she's cut hair in a bathroom at a restaurant. Like, she just gets inspired. She'll look at a hostess and be like, I have this inspiration. Do you have a pair of scissors? And five minutes, and I'll take you into the bathroom. Yeah. And that's when I started doing hair with her, and I was like, wow, this is amazing. <laughs> Other than your training and learning how to cut and learning how to color, what's the skill you really need to be good, to be someone special? You have to be a people person. Mm -hmm. And you have to know how to listen to your client. The biggest complaint I think that we get when we have somebody who sits in our chair who has been to many other uh, hair stylists, hairdressers, is that In the past, the reason why they've had the most problem is because they don't listen. Mm -hmm. So somebody comes in, they say, I just I I just want to shape up or trim and only cut like an inch. And they're like, oh, I have this inspiration. And they cut 10 inches off their hair and then they're miserable. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to sit somebody in your chair and be like, consultation is key. Yeah. So key. Like, what do you do for a living? What do you do on the weekends? Mm -hmm. How much effort do you want to put into your hair? Yeah. Um, And these are things that I think a lot of hairstylists don't 
do or take the time with no. yeah because communication super- is everything yeah. yeah and confidence i think you need a certain amount of confidence as a hairdresser as well because you're on the floor it's almost like a stage as well you know you have to you, you have to switch on for it uh, and stay switched on the whole day you know so it's like acting too you know but you also you need the communication you need good expectation levels between you and your client you know and what they're going to get and what you think is good as well yeah so as far as like the stereotype of a hairdresser being or hairstylist being your therapist or a life coach or something like how, i like how... to call the therapist <laughs> <laughs> and that is true mm-hmm. <laughs> But, you know, you can make such connections with your clients and, you know, some days you come in and you're crying with them and other days you're laughing with them and mm-hmm. you just build wonderful relationships with, with your clients, yeah. I always say I have the luckiest profession in the world because I get to hang out with great people all day and do arts and crafts all day. Yeah. <laughs> Adult uh, arts and crafts. Yeah. <laughs> all right, well, you're listening to Pieces of Work on jasoncharles.net. And I'm here with Heather Ritchie and Katie Murphy at Suite 303 at 7 Bond Street in New York. And I would also like to know from you guys, what's your inspiration as an artist, someone who cuts and colors? Where do you get your inspiration from, other than the people themselves? So when we're feeling a little kind of uninspired or something like that, we'll... Like, just last week, we had this photo shoot here, and it's like, we just put, like, spring inspiration. That was kind of the topic of the photo shoot. And everybody comes and brings what they're inspired by for spring. And we all get together. We do each other's hair. We have a little photo shoot, get some nice pictures for Instagram, and it just inspires all of us. You know, we just get wacky with the hair and wacky with our clothes and have fun, you know? So that's where... A lot of my inspiration comes from. I think it's interesting about hair, too, because you can get inspirations from so many different places. You can get it from the, the colors changing on the leaves mm-hmm. in the spring and in the, and in the fall. You see a color and you're like, oh, that would be so beautiful on a head of hair. Is that you a know? six by four? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> and you just see um, color combinations maybe that you hadn't seen before. Sometimes I'll get inspirations being on the subway. Some mm-hmm. colors, I'll be like, wow, that's beautiful. Or, wow, I would really love to fix that. <laughs> you know, but, yeah, it can come from anywhere. come from magazines. It can come from art, life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, art is one. Yeah, it's museums and things like that I always get inspired by. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Any era, like, you know, the 60s or the 19th century, or is it like a well, particular era? Well, it all era? does, really, because there's been hair through all those eras, course, and yeah. it, it changes so much, you know, and each era you can get inspired by. I think you go through inspirations of wanting to, like, make really, like, sometimes I just love big hair, like mm-hmm. I want, you know, um, Bridget Bardot. Yeah. You know, and then sometimes I want straight, sleek 70s I, hippie vibe, you know, it depends. Right now, like, my hair is way past my shoulders, but I want really tight ringlet curls in my hair right now. <laughs> I'm kind of inspired by that. Oh, I love that. Like, yeah. the 70s, like... Yeah. I love a good 70s curl with a bang. Yeah. <laughs> um, occupational hazards, you know, you're on your feet all day, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. some people might not realize... Oh, our body gets battered. Yeah. Yeah, we actually our have... Backs. We've been together several times. We go get massages. We're like, oh my God, <laughs> I like, can't move my shoulders. Yeah. 
neck, um, shoulders, back. Feet. Yeah. But staying kind of fit, I think, is the main thing for mm. anything like that. Just absolutely. Yeah. Being strong and fit and and I, I cut myself a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I've never cut a client, but I've definitely, I, we nick our fingers a lot, yeah. especially right after you get your scissors sharpened because yeah. we do a lot of like point cutting. So it's just the, the tip of the scissor can be very sharp. sharp. And what about the chemicals, working with the chemicals? Yeah, you have to make sure that you've got a nice kind of ventilation going on in the salon. So we'll open the back door and have the fans going. And April is very concerned about that. You know, she wants, she's very concerned for her health around that you know and she wants things to be as natural as possible and if not just ventilated as much as possible do you have a specialty like either one of you that people come in for specifically or something you do a lot i think for me color i love really natural looking beautiful color where you can't it doesn't mean that it's not bright or different or stuff where you can't see where it starts mm-hmm. if that like makes any really sense like a really good blended balayage that's yeah. what I love too yeah mm-hmm. we're both good at that yeah <laughs> can you explain what that is for people who may not know so it's a rooty kind of highlighted look but it's very blended very soft very natural and it takes Almost. a long time to do I mean, it's like getting highlights really well, yeah. it really depends on on your client right if they come in with really, really dark hair that they have dyed at home mm-hmm. by themselves for years, it can be very challenging. It could even take two, two or three sessions. Yeah. But if somebody comes in with virgin hair, you could do a beautiful blonde in very, very short amount of time. Mm-hmm. And what's your favorite thing to do? Balayage. I would say that. And I actually love doing highlights. I can get yeah. into it and I could do back to back. Like I can just go into my zone. And I love cutting as well. Yeah. <laughs> it's I get and a kick out of, out of all of that. You know, I love it. Yeah. And what's interesting about our clients here too is they just range from like mm-hmm. Wall Street to rock and roll and everybody in between. And mm-hmm. I love when I meet a client that does something that I don't have a client that does, I'm always like, what? You're a farmer? That's amazing. <laughs> like I had this guy at the Chelsea Hotel who lived in Vermont and he would come down and do the farmer's market and he would come in to get his hair done. And one time he's like, Heather, I don't have any cash. Can we go down to my truck and I tip you in vegetables? And I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> so he gave me maple syrup and vegetables <laughs> and it was awesome. Nice. Yeah. Bartering again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, well, I think we're ready for a speed round. So just try to give me a quick answer. I'm going to so we have a buzzer. Uh, we're going <laughs> to go clockwise. Okay. So first, I want to know the last place you traveled. Mexico. Mexico Where? City and Tulum. Tulum. And then <laughs> Miami last weekend. Because, you know, the, you guys travel a lot. Yeah. So most hairstylists seem to travel a lot. That's mm-hmm. why I wanted to know that. Any famous hairstylists, like from the past, you know, somebody you've always loved? I'm really sad that Orbe just passed away because uh, he's an inspiration to many of us as far as style. Mm -hmm. He's just, he was an amazing, amazing hairstylist. His products are amazing too. Yeah. Yeah. So a little sad that he left us so early. Mm -hmm. What is the most inspiring place you've ever been as far as hair inspiration? Mm. Or something you hadn't seen before, you know, like Africa or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) That's a really good question. Well, I don't know. I went to the Basquiat show recently and just in life in general, that inspired the hell out of me. Mm. I was so, with hair and everything, it just completely lifted me. 
I think um, a lot of great inspiration comes out of London. Maybe not so much recently, but in the past. Uh, not to insult any London hairdressers at the moment. I just I, I haven't seen anything recently from London, but I think they they were incredible with a lot of trends. You know, Sassoon came out of London, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just For me, it's New York because I was right next to London, so New York yeah, was always okay. an inspiration. Yeah. I was going to ask you about cities. Any other cities now, maybe that you? Well, Paris too. I think Paris, Paris mm-hmm. has a lot of inspiration. Yeah. Milan. All right. Dublin. <laughs> and Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah. You see some great hair in yeah. the city. Oh, mm. Actually, I have to say, New York probably has it the best so hair. It is so good, yeah. Because it has everything. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sometimes you can see somebody rock a mullet or that is like so a, good, and normally yeah. you'd be like, ugh, what mullet, is that? But, oh, it can be beautiful. Yeah. Okay. And then tell me your dream job. It could be a client. It could be, you know, for a particular show or movie if Fellini was alive so you can go work for Fellini or whatever something like that like what's the dream I'm doing it (laughs) (laughs) this is my dream job I just can't imagine anything else yeah that's pretty awesome I mean it would be fun to go back and maybe work on some of the old like Scorsese films like Mm. Goodfellas and Casino. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, Aww. Casino. Um, Sharon Stone, oh God, I want every single outfit she ever wore. Would you do their that. hair? Or? Yeah, yeah, just like it would be fun to just. Did you ever see the movie Papillon? It's an old one, yes. but the hair is like the men's haircuts in it. It's like that, the fade that is popular now. Yeah. They rocked it then. Okay, yeah. so the three shows that I would say inspire me for hair is Peaky Blinders. Amazing mm, yes, hair in that exactly. show. Uh, Vikings on history. Oh, the braids, <laughs> the women's hair, the yeah. men's hair. Phenomenal. That actually was great inspiration for me. Mm-hmm. And um, Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Of course. Some great hair in that too. <laughs> so I take back the Scorsese. I say Vikings. No, you That don't would have be the to. show. Like <laughs> Vikings would be the show. <laughs> and then give me a trend that you see. Right now I see a lot of clips like clipping in your hair like they're like little accessories for your hair there's a lot of that i think katie and i were both inspired by braids we were saying that um we want to do a lot of like spring and summer cool updos with braids and And scarves braided into the hair as well which is nice and jewelry and yeah yeah accessories are i think big right now and what is the most popular cut that you get asked to do right now we're kind of just coming out of the lob phase yeah you know that was like the most popular cut for the last year or two years i agree and i was getting to the point where i was like can, like i was starting to talk <laughs> people out it of stop. it um i think people are definitely growing their hair a little longer yeah or um, or shorter. Pixie. Yeah, yeah yeah but not in that middle longer in the front yeah i think or a collarbone kind of length yeah yeah so that's waning yeah, yeah. and even also the the men's like super short and long on top. Some of my men are like a little tired of that. Yeah, you know, moving exactly. Into, like a little bit of a longer yeah. hair. Yeah, exactly. 70s. Yeah, it takes time for it to kind of yeah seventies move. Yeah, I always like to go back to seventies, <laughs> <laughs> modern seventies, as we say, two thousand seventies, because we really don't want exactly fair faucets hair, but we <laughs> want, you know. And back then, like in the seventies, they had 
seems like extensions are such a big thing now. Like, mm -hmm. did they use extensions then, or did they just have like bigger? Like, hair? I think maybe in film they might have used yeah. extensions, but mm -hmm. not your everyday person, you know. But they're great, you know. They give you so much versatility with your hair, you know. I also think they've come a long way. Mm -hmm. So extensions now look really natural. The quality is better. The yeah. quality is much better. So tell me, if you had one hairstyle you had to do for the rest of your life, what would it be? I hate this question. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think I'd get bored if I could only do one Me hairstyle too. for the rest of my life. But I guess our interior, that would be something that you could like... Taking weight out. Take weight out. Yeah, yeah, the way we do interior cutting, you can apply it to anyone's hair. So that would be something I would definitely hold on yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I agree. Wow. All right. Well, I think we're done. Thank you, Jason. I have Thank million, you. a million other questions for you, but I can't keep you any longer. The salon has to open. Thank you so much. It was so much fun, and I hope we get to do it again. Yeah. I'd love to. Thank <laughs> you. Too. Maybe we'll get April in here. Yes. Oh, my gosh. She, she would love it. Yeah, yeah. That'll be fun. This is Pieces of Work on jasoncharles.net. Thank you so much to Heather and Katie. We're here at Suite 303. See you next time. You've been listening to Pieces of Work on jasoncharles.net. jasoncharles.net deep, deep talk deep, deep sounds, sounds.